materials is not suitable for children. Parental guidance is advised. Hey, people, Rick's Ryan III and Elio Canella get together one more time. You don't want to miss it as we go over the new edition of our show, The Spotlight Natural Disasters. We have the hot tag news. Which women's division was better, the 2000s or the 2010s? Also, we have This Week in Wrestling and NXT War Games predictions on our all-new episode of the Wrestling POV Podcast! <laughs> The Natural Disasters. Yes. Elio, you know, I get a lot of flack on Global. I'm telling you, man, a little bit too much. I don't don't get it. I mean, I wasn't the biggest Natural Disasters fan, but I don't necessarily hate them. I, exactly, and it just seems like Andy Anderson and, and, and TJ Logan just hate the natural disasters. It's yeah. just, geez, Louise, oh. get, give them a break. <laughs> Where did they do to these guys? Exactly. Just because I said they were my top two tag teams of all time. I mean, it's my POV. Right? I'm not saying they were the greatest, the most athletic but they were one of my favorites growing up. Seeing them in the ring sure. was like, wow, look at these monsters running around sweating. Yeah, Earthquake had a sweat problem, okay? He used to sweat a lot, and it was kind of nasty, <laughs> kind of gross, but it worked for him. Yep. How you doing, Elio? I'm doing great. Good, good, good. We are here on episode 251 of the Wrestling POV Podcast, yes. guys. We are excited to be here with you guys. Let's get started, Elio. We're going to go into the poll and our new edition of our show, The Spotlight, where we put a little spotlight on a, a superstar superstars. And this week, our first week is The Natural Disasters. Now, you had a little um, heads up on WPOV Global this week. If you heard mm-hmm. Elio and uh, TJ and uh, the Lone Wolf Andy Anderson, give that little... Uh, opinions of the natural disasters and here I am I'm going to dive in a little bit deeper let's go over the natural disasters well first things first we had earthquake and typhoon but before they were earthquake and typhoon the natural disasters typhoon was tugboat and tugboat was a big hulkamaniac man Um, can you give us a little more on tugboat uh, Elio uh, Tugboat, I really know more about so when he changed his name to Typhoon. Tugboat, I know he originally came in as a big Hulk maniac and uh, he was uh, teamed up with Hulk Hogan. Um, he was over, he was part of the Hulk maniacs team at Survivor Series 90 where they took on the natural disasters, a predecessor to the tag team. Yep. <laughs> No, yeah, and, and that was huge, man. And then Typhoon, a, a.k.a. Tugboat, turned, and uh, yeah, he and became Typhoon. He turned on the uh, the Bushwhackers. Yeah, I remember that match uh, when, when he turned. Yep. Yeah, um, it was with Earthquake and the Nasty Boys. And also, um, actually, yeah, I went to my first uh, live event uh, in 1990, September 16, 1990. And you know how at live events they sell the programs? Yes. So I bought my, I bought my first program, and uh, on the cover we had Tugboat. 
There you go. See, yeah. this is what I'm talking about. These these guys bring up great memories. I mean, if you yeah, go back do. into the 1991 SummerSlam where the natural disasters faced the Bushwhackers and they had Andre the Giant in their corner. Yep. And um, the natural disasters targeted Andre. And all of a sudden, the Legion of Doom comes out. Now we have the Legion of Doom mm-hmm. being part of that. So it was just... It was just a huge time for tag team wrestling. You had the Money Inc., IRS, and Ted DiBiase, the Bushwhackers. You had Legion of Doom. You had the Natural Disasters. I remember, um, Earth, I remember Earth Week a lot more because I, I saw that episode where they, they planted him in the audience. You know, Bravo picked him out. Uh, yes. And uh, he did, like, push-ups while Earth Week sat on him. Then when it was Warriors' turn, Earth Week sat on him. And then, like, he just, like... Yeah, he did the, the drop yeah. on him. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was huge. And then, of course, uh, crushing Damien, Jake the Snake's <laughs> yeah. pet snake there. Um, and then, of course... Taking out Hogan on the Brother Love show. Yes. I mean, I love that. That's one of my... And they even set up a, a, an address where people could send in their get well cards. So Yes, to Hogan, yep. yep. And then we had, um, what was the governor's name? Uh, Jesse the Body Ventura, who was just... The way he did it, man, the way he was like, oh, do you feel the tremors? Oh, it's an aftershock, Gene. And it was just like, yes, yes. That's- oh, man, I got a story from the school about natural disasters. Go ahead. Go ahead, Elio. Tell okay, me. Okay, so um, my friends and my two friends and I, one day we, we had gym class was last period. We didn't feel like going. So we just decided to skip that class, right? It was the last class. We didn't want to really get changed. So rather than go to gym class, what do we do? We hide, we hide out on the stage and we have our own wrestling matches. And I got dropped with the earthquakes. Oh my goodness, <laughs> man. <laughs> and then I was like, we were trying not to make noise, but it was kind of hard. <laughs> to do that and then the father got busted the teacher pulled back the stage curtain and then we got busted she's like you guys are supposed to be in gym class I'm like, and i'm like oh was that today <laughs> <laughs> so uh, um, long story short we kind of got busted but we didn't get in trouble because it was a lot Elio. This is why we call him the gentleman because he finds his way out of trouble all the time. <laughs> Elio is that guy. Elio, let me ask you this. When you got hit with the splash by earthquake, did you shake your leg? Because that's 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 the <laughs> ultimate selling. When you get crushed, you gotta shake that one leg. Oh, wait, wait, my friend like hit me with the earthquake splash, and his brother was covering, was oh, counting. Man. Right there. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like laying there for like about a minute. Jeez Louise. All right, uh, let's get into more about the natural disasters. They were a one-time tag team champions. Um, you know what? Back in that day, honestly, you didn't really need a title to be a, a, a qualified team. You know, uh, like Andre never had that title outside of that uh, WWF championship, which he sold to, to DiBiase. Yeah, I mean, like back in those days, it wasn't a, most about your title uh, wins or whatever. I mean. We also have, uh, they had a face turn against Money Inc. when they turned on, uh, when they turned on Ted DiBiase. Yeah, I, I forget what that, I remember that. I forget that how that happened uh, when they turned face. That happened right at, uh, um, in 1992. They right. had, uh, right before WrestleMania 8. I think, wasn't it, it something about DiBiase trying to buy something? Or, yes. 
they ended up beating Legion of Doom for the tag team titles. Right. And uh and then oh, did you guys see trying to buy the tag titles or something? Yeah, something like that. Yep. Yeah, okay. And uh well, it was all also because of Jimmy Hart, you know, because Jimmy Hart was part yeah. of that that group of both teams he managed. Right. But uh WrestleMania eight, they uh they won the titles against the uh, Money Inc. You know, I don't uh, have a problem with WrestleMania eight. I don't know. I don't have a re- yo. It's one of my favorites. I I liked it. I was fine with it. You know. Yep, one of my favorite of all time. Um, then of course the natural disaster split up around 1993. Uh, it was in the Royal Rumble. We had mm-hmm. the natural disasters uh, dissension. They were just they just eliminated uh, earthquake. I think eliminated typhoon. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, yep. And then we have uh the Shockmaster. <laughs> hey, you know what? I don't remember much about the Shockmaster except that horrible debut. And that's and all anybody wanted. ever needs to remember because it was horrible. <laughs> so for those of you that don't know about the Shockmaster, it's Typhoon Tugboat wearing a helmet from Star Wars covered mm-hmm. in silver glitter. And he was supposed to break through the wall, and but he did. But the idiot that put the wall together put a two by four across oh. around his shins. Oh, so as soon as he walked through, he tripped. The helmet falls off. Sting, I don't know. Psycho Sid, everybody's there just watching British Bulldog. I don't know how they're not dying laughing. Oh. Oh. This was one of the worst segments of all time, and it's sad. That this is what a lot of people think of when you say the name Typhoon and Tugboat. Now, wait, when that happened, was that just a regular set? Was that like gone like a talk segment or something? There was a talk segment, yeah. Yeah, okay, about, okay, that's what I thought. They were setting up a four and four tag team match, and uh, they were like, and our tag team partner, the Shockmaster. Wait, wasn't that a flare for the gold or something? Yeah. That right, yeah, okay. Yep. yep. So it, it was just. It was just a terrible moment for him. And then if we go into Earthquake's career after the natural disasters, he went on to be in the oddities and he wore the mask and he held the Cartman doll. A lot of people don't know that, that that's who he was. Golga. Yeah. He was Golga behind the mask. Mm -hmm. Um, Unfortunately, John Tenta, AKA Earthquake died from bladder cancer back in 2006. Yeah. Only 42. Yeah. It was sad um also the natural disasters actually appeared in a couple of video games 2016 17 18 which was awesome you know it was just awesome to relive those guys i'm sorry man they're one of my favorite tag teams of all time the the accomplishments they've had i mean they weren't around for a long time but they're very memorable they're guys that stand out they were natural disasters i also i i also remember um an episode of All Star Wrestling from Vancouver, um, back in the early eighties, like around eighties, seventy eight, something like that. Um, I saw him. I saw Earthquake as John Tenta. They did an interview with him on there. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, back in two thousand one, they came back at WrestleMania seventeen. Yeah, in, in the, the gimmick battle royal. The gimmick battle royal, and uh, Fred Ottman, aka Tugboat. <laughs> was tugboat in that uh that giving battle royal but Bobby Bobby Heenan was saying how they were together but earthquake eliminated tugboat again <laughs> that was just ridiculous um 
But, I mean, like I said, one of my favorite tag teams of all time. I just wanted to give you guys a deeper dive into their careers. Um, they're astounding to me. They're, they, their size, their characters, their charisma. What Earthquake put into his character was amazing. You know, the jumping around, the screaming, the sweating, all that grease in this. It was, it just, it was, it was her childhood right there. There you go, right? You know, Our like, when, full when of I, sweaty when, big men. <laughs> when I think of like natural disasters, I think of like the, the 90s, right? Like, yeah. That was like a fun period for me in wrestling. Exactly. And I, I know I get a lot of crap from the other guys, but I know that they can understand that, you know what, at the end of the day, Wrestling is a huge part of our lives, and we each have our own point of view on who stands out to us. And for me, it was the natural disasters. So that's our first edition of Spotlight. If you guys have any people that you want us to put under the spotlight, make sure you write into our Facebook page at Wrestling POV, and we will be more than happy to put them under the spotlight and discuss them further into detail. All right, uh, Elio, before we get into the wrestling news around the world, Let's get into some birthdays. Yahoo. Yes. Uh, that was all right. It wasn't the best. It wasn't the best. Ah. All right. All right. Let's just try it again. Ready? Let's get into some birthdays. Yahoo. Oh, oh man. It's not today. Not today. Not today. No. Not today. All right. Yahoo. I need my all voice. right. <laughs> Shit. Um, a good friend of our show, Adrian Street, turns 80 years old. Oh, wow. Yeah, 80. You know what, Elio? I wish I had his his physique at 80. That guy is huge. He's still his chest is bigger than mine. <laughs> mine and yours combined. The guy is huge. Um, speaking of huge chest, uh, Jerry Lawler turned 71 years old. 71. <laughs> 71. He still looks the same though. He does. He does, and he does have a huge chest. Uh, Brooke Tessmacher turns 36 years old. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Dana Brooke turns 32 years old. So uh, happy birthday, Dana Brooke. Uh, looks yeah. like she's finally getting somewhat of a push again. Is it? Is it something to be happy uh, about? I mean, Dana <laughs> no, Brooke has been not, in the, not, not this past Monday. Yeah, I mean, she's been <laughs> in this picture before where it's like it seems like they're going to give her a push. Well, we'll see. Maybe it was just a birthday gift. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, so happy birthday for that. Uh, let us get into the wrestling news from around the world. Bum, 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 bum. Uh, Leon Ruff gets engaged to referee from NXT Asia Smith. So congratulations wow. are in order for that. Congrats. Leon gets the title, gets the ring. All right. Okay. We'll see if you hold on to that title yeah, right. <laughs> past tomorrow. Um. <laughs> And I, I wanted to get into this because it just pisses me off to hear. Uh -oh. um, Kurt Angle uh, put out a picture after turning 51 of his incredible physique. And okay. uh, superstar Billy Graham, of oh, course, gets no. on the Twitter, oh, no. gets online, and accuses him of using steroids. No, why? <laughs> now... This this is that the same guy who told uh, Chris Jericho if you ever met him like well I'm not gonna get into the, the rest of that but yeah 
Yeah, it's it's ridiculous that he continues to go online. You know, a while ago we had who should stay offline, Marty Jannetty or superstar Billy Graham? I still think it's Marty Jannetty, but Billy Graham, stay <laughs> off the, the get off online. This guy is that terrible. He's just terrible. Like oh, there's no man. need for that. You know, Kurt Angle's uh, addictions and substance abuse problems. Why are you accusing him of using steroids? Right. And then when somebody wrote in about character defamation, uh, superstar Billy Graham said, oh, well, correction, I'm saying he's using testosterone supplements. And it's just like, come on, dude. Like, there's no reason just, for that. Just, just, just applaud this guy who yeah. is 51 years old, who's in incredible shape, who's enjoying his retirement. Just leave him alone. There's no yeah. need for all that. I don't. I don't get it, Elio. I don't. I don't get it. It's ridiculous. Elio, I want you to cut a promo right now. I'm gonna put you on the spot. I oh. want you to tell Superstar Billy Graham to stay off the line. Go ahead, do it, Elio. All right, Superstar Billy Graham. I'm on Facebook. I've seen you on Facebook. I've seen your Twitters, your tweets, your posts. You know what? You're going after these young guys. What about when you were in? What about when you were active? People could have said the same thing about you, but no one did. And yet you turn around and you go and after the these guys. Exactly. When, when they are, they're just, some of them have battled like drug addiction, alcohol, and you're still going after these guys for the way they look, for their appearance. What about you? So they could go after you, but they don't. Exactly. So stay the hell off of Twitter. Exactly. You heard the gentleman. He wasn't so gentlemanly right there. <laughs> he was an ass. Good job. <laughs> Damn. The ass, Elio Canella. <laughs> Listen, man, that was great, Elio. Screw you, Billy Graham. <laughs> Unless you want to come on the show, then we'll we'll take you, and you're you're the man. Like everything you say is true. That was my heel persona coming out. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Elio, no, we're sorry, Billy. You want to come on the show? Don't don't worry about it. Damn it, Elio, you just cost us Billy Graham. All right, let's get into um sad news. <laughs> I'm a little worried that he's not going to show up now. <laughs> I think you really messed it up. I think you really messed up, Elio. You went too far. Oops. All right, let's get into um, some sad news this week. Uh, Pat Patterson, the first Intercontinental Champion, the father of the Royal Rumble, passes away at the age of 79. Um, like I said, I just mentioned some of his accolades. And then he had a lot of other accolades uh, in professional wrestling, uh, helping a lot of superstars uh, develop their craft and become bigger and better at what they do. But I wouldn't be me if I don't mention the bad that goes with the good of Pat Patterson. Uh, over the last several decades, there have been constant rumors of Pat Patterson sexually assaulting uh, younger talent to uh, get ahead in the business. Um, that's never been proven, um, but it's something that's been around and been lurking in the shadows for a long time. Um, and it also always had me question whether he should have been around for as long as he has. Um, you look at Fabulous Moolah, uh, after she passed away, a lot of stuff came out about her, and then they took away 
the battle royal uh, name for her. Yep. Or the, you know, they changed it. Um, I, I think as much as Pat Patterson did good for the business, if it turns out what he did was in fact sexually assault younger talent to get them over, um, I think that's deplorable. I think that is disgusting. Um, but no person deserves to. I, I I have sympathy for those of that pass away. So I do feel sorry for Pat Patterson and his family. Um, I hope they are doing well. I, again, I don't want to do a Billy Graham and defame anybody's character, but this is public knowledge. This has been going around for a long time. Um, again, not taking away any of his accolades. Pat Patterson was amazing for what he did for the sport of professional wrestling, but there are a lot of unanswered questions that I would like to get to the bottom of. So I can have a better understanding and, and you guys can all disagree with me and be like, well, who are you, Rick? And, and it is true. Who am I? I am just a guy here talking to you guys. You guys are listening, but I am one of those people that just want to know the answers. I don't want to continue uh, celebrating somebody that I feel like has done something terrible. Um, and for any of those that have gone through issues of sexual assault and they feel like they have nowhere to go, there are plenty of opportunities for you to reach out to people. Um, you're not alone. And uh, that's all I have to say about that. Do you have anything to say about Pat Patterson, Elio? I really, uh, he, he was uh, like at the end of his career when I started watching wrestling. So I really can't say anything. I, except I do a bit of Royal Rumble. Like he, we all know he created the Royal Rumble. Do you actually yes. know when the first Royal Rumble was the unofficial Royal Rumble? No, I don't know. So the unofficial Royal Rumble was just a regular battle royal that took place on, on October 2nd at a live house show that was won by one man gang. And out of that battle wow. royal was born the Royal Rumble. Nice. And then uh, yes, of course, uh, of course the, the official, uh, the f- first official pay-per-view was in 88. Yes, and Hacksaw Jim Duggan won that yeah. one. Yeah. Shocking. But Shocking uh, that's, that's where the Royal Rumble came from, uh, out of a regular battle royal at a live house show. Yeah, nice. All right, let's go into some rumors. Uh, so check this out. Apparently, Elio, China turned down an opportunity at the WWE title to do Playboy. Vince McMahon said, don't do Playboy and we'll give you the WWF title at the time. Oh, wow. (laughs) And she chose Playboy. Now, Elio. She could have been the first uh, female champion prior to Tessa Blanchard. Yes. And Elio, let me tell you this, though. Not only... Did she turn down WWF at the time for the title and do Playboy? She was and is the number three issue of all time when it comes to Playboy in sales. She's behind Marilyn Monroe and Kim Kardashian. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Listen, say what you will about Kim Kardashian. She is one of the biggest names in the world. Right, she's a huge following. Yeah. Marilyn Monroe, same thing. But when I say the name China, that doesn't give you the same reminiscence. You don't 
remember China as right. much as you would remember Kim Kardashian or Marilyn Monroe. Right. The name this, doesn't. Yeah. I'm, so I'm, I'm saying, who would you would would, they, would, they, would you flip those two names out, or would you keep them at one and two? Well, for me, I mean, just by visuals, I would have to keep them at one and two. Okay. But for me, the but for China. Being top three in Playboy over all the other WWE superstars that were in Playboy as well, you know. So right. I think China did the right thing. I know a lot of people will be like, "Well, she should have went for the WWF title." Well, you know what? Vince McMahon and Triple H were assholes to her. Yeah, you know they treated her like shit, and they try to use this title thing to hold it over her head. And you know what? If it is true. That's some that's some low that's low down dirty shame right there. That's terrible that Vince McMahon would use that to try to keep her out of Playboy. When you had other women like Sable, Christy Hemi, and all mm. these other women, Maria, all being in Playboy. Yep. So once again, I think WWF was just trying to control China. They couldn't do that. Congratulations to China. Rest in peace to China. Um, I'm glad you made that decision. Congratulations, number three issue of Playboy all time. That's amazing. Wow. It's a huge feat. At the time, she was number two before Kim Kardashian came out. So oh, congratulations okay. on that. Um, let's get into our injury report. Braun Strowman is apparently suffering from a knee injury. I know last week we mentioned in rumors that Braun Strowman was going to fight Drew McIntyre. Well, those rumors were wrong. Um, <laughs> turns out that Braun Strowman was originally scheduled to face uh, Drew McIntyre, but with the knee injury, it's keeping him out. So now we get AJ Styles versus Drew McIntyre. Spoiler alert. Um, I'd rather, rather see that one anyways. Exactly. Right? No one. I'm done with Braun Strowman. Yeah. It's just like, no, I don't want to get these hands. No. <laughs> no, no. And you know what? Speaking of Braun Strowman, uh, I don't know why this popped in my head. Another spotlight mention for Earthquake and Typhoon. Earthquake was in a sumo match with Yokozuna. Do you remember oh, that? I, I, I read about that. I don't think I don't think I saw that one, but I did. I did read about it. Yes, yes. they were doing a sumo versus sumo feud uh, with uh, in Japan in 1993 with Yokozuna and. And Earthquake. And let's not forget, uh, I also forgot, Earthquake had a run in WCW where he played a shark. A shark in an avalanche. And apparently uh, he, he, he had to drop. He dropped the avalanche because apparently WF was uh, was getting bent out of shape over the name. It was like too similar to Earthquake. Which it's not. It's a whole different natural disaster. <laughs> right? <laughs> Oh man, WWF has done some really stupid things. They get mad over some stupid things. So silly. Uh, let's get into the hot tag news this week. We got women's wrestling, the 2000s versus the 2010s. Now, this was sent in by Josh Sanders. Thank you, Josh, for sending it in. We're going to go over some of the comments and then we'll give our opinions on which uh, was better. Uh, we got some comments here. Let me get them up. Um, we got a comment from Josh Sanders, the guy that sent us this uh, little hot tag news. He says, me personally, the 2000s, they were edgier, seemed kayfabe, was way better, and I love the sexiness to them. These women now don't entertain me, and it's not all their fault. I blame the writers, too. Well, Josh, a little misogynistic there. 
Hmm? Just a little bit. Just a little bit. They're sexier. Um, no, I get what you, I get what you're saying, Josh. I'm only joking. I get what you're saying. Um, let's not forget you had the bra and panty matches. You had the mud matches. You had a whole bunch of sex appeal, paddle on a pole match. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You get my inner Vince McMahon excited. Oh yeah. Yeah, Sable, take it off. <laughs> Oh, Vince McMahon, keep it in your pants, Vince. Right? No, I get what you're saying, though. The early 2000s, they were. Listen, if you you had Trish Stratus, you had Victoria, you had Tori Wilson. Uh, I won't mention Kelly Kelly. You had Stacy Keebler. You had a bunch of women there. Uh, Molly Holly. Tori Wilson. Yep. Tori Wilson, you had a whole bunch of women there that were kicking ass and taking names. They were, you had Mickey James. They were just mm-hmm. like the building. They started building towards respect, right? They're getting out of the attitude era. They're starting to build towards an actually an actual wrestler. They brought the women's title back, you know? Yep. Um, Jacqueline, you know, they had a bunch of women there that were kicking ass and taking names. Speed of the Attitude Era, uh, or the 2000-some. Have you been following Impact? No, I have not. Well, I I was watching it like a couple of weeks back. Uh, They had the Knockouts Tag Team Tournament. Yes. And uh, Jordan Grace, uh, I was uh, surprised by who her partner, who she chose for her partner. Yes, I heard it's Jazz, right? It was Jazz. She came out of retirement. She said uh, she wanted to end her career by going uh, one more run for the Knockouts Tag Team. That's amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. And jazz was also a huge part of the 2000s. Yep. And and you know what, Josh? I can see why you would like that. Yes, I like the edginess. Okay. Uh, this is what Clay Cummings had to say. For me, I got to go. I got to say the 2010s. Not to crap on the 2000s ever. I grew up on them. Great wrestlers with a lot of talent and great matches. But 2010s women have changed the whole landscape of women's wrestling. They've put on great matches. Some are now in the main event of shows and have made people actually look at women wrestling differently than before. It's only getting better from here because of women like the four horsewomen, AJ, Paige, etc. So for me, 2010s definitely was better. And you know what? He's absolutely right. The four horsewomen, Charlotte, Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, Bailey. But let's not forget AJ Lee, Paige. What they did for this company. They revitalized. They changed that Divas title into a women's title, right? They went on to main event WrestleMania. They went on to main event pay-per-views, you know? They took women's wrestling and they took it to another level. Yeah, they took away the sex appeal. Um, But that's not what wrestling is about, right? Wrestling is not all tits and ass, right? Like they want to say. That's not what it's about. Women's wrestling is a whole, it's a, it's the same thing as men wrestling. I get it. One, one set of group of people, men who watch wrestling. Yeah. Most of them are attracted to women, but that doesn't mean we have to see them stripping in the wrestling ring, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but not to get on the 2000 women again, they were not strippers. They were professional wrestlers. Yeah. They wore some skimpy outfits. But they, at the end of the day, Trish Stratus, as much as I get on her, she was one of the all-time greats, seven-time champion. Yep. Mickey James, six-time women's champion. Six. Beth Phoenix, two-time champion. 
you know? And then, and then to say this, Elio, Natalia has been there since the 2000s. Yeah. Yep, she's been there for a long time. She's been in this era, and then she's continuing, and she's still kicking ass and taking names. I've been saying that a lot lately. She's not, she's not, she's not had the greatest matches as of late, but she's been there a long time. But Elio, I would say this though: the last couple of weeks, she has been looking good with Bianca Belair and Bailey. So maybe something is starting to spark. Listen, they had her in matches with Lana. You know, they had her in matches with people that weren't up to her level. So maybe it was just something about being in these matches and they had her building people instead of focusing on her career. Don't get me wrong. I've been shitting all over Natalia for a good two years now. I'm a huge Natalia Neidhart fan. I wish she went back into that instead of doing the cat crap she's been doing. I think finally we're getting to a point where she's becoming, she's bettering herself. So Elio, I asked you the hard question for the hot tag news. Which group was better, the 2000s or 2010s? Okay, so I'm, I was looking at both of these. At first, I'm like, well, the 2000s, um, because of what we just said, the, the, all the, the outfits and the gimmick matches. Um, but then I'm looking at 2010. Into the 2000s, that's all they were, were was just entertainment track value. And uh, 2010s, they're main eventing WrestleManias. They're main eventing Raw and SmackDown. So I'm gonna have to go with 2010. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Do, you know do, do they have uh, Do they have the best matches? Not always. Do, do they have like Do they have like the best roster? They They do. They don't. But uh, I have to go with the 2010s because uh, where have we ever seen women main event WrestleMania before. That's true. And, yep. and you know what? I, I do agree with you, Elio, but I will say this. It's very close. I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past anybody that it would... Like, for me, this is like 52, 48%. 52% for the 2010s. Because, let's, listen, there's so many women. Victoria, you know? You got Molly Holly, like I said. You got uh, what's her name? Uh, she wore the purple a lot. Uh, 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 oh, why am oh. I forgetting her name? She was in uh, Rights to Censored. Oh, uh, Ivory, Ivory, Ivory. Oh, I'm so sorry, Ivory. I forgot your name. Ivory, huge. Like, come on, man. They were torch passers in the 2000s. Like we said, Jazz, Jacqueline. You know, there was a bunch of. Uh, Molina. I mean, for, you know, me, for, for me, both have. For me, I'd put it 50 50. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Because, because uh, very close. Both, both eras had like different elements to them. Yes, they did. And, and like I said, a slight edge I'll give to the women of the 2010s because they're doing things that we've never seen before. Main eventing WrestleMania, jumping off the top rope. I, was, I mean, Lita did it, but. Well, you know what? Lita did it better. You know what? I may have to change this, Elio. Lita <laughs> didn't jump off the top rope better than any other woman ever. No, nah, I'm going to go. I'm going to stick with 2010s, but I'm going to drop it down 51 to 49. That's how <laughs> close it is for me. Um, thank you, Josh Sanders, for sending that in. All right. So let's go into our pause, which is us telling you to buy a damn T-shirt. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash WrestlingPOV. Buy a shirt for $19.99. We have four great T-shirts readily available for you all okay so buy a shirt spend 19.99 it's the holidays buy a shirt for a family member buy a shirt for me why not 
Send it to me, a large. I'll take it. Why not? All right, guys. Also, go to uh, collarandnovelbrand.com and uh, use promo code WPOV. Save yourself 10%. Uh, getting any merchandise from collarandnovelbrand.com. Also, go to wohw.com. Buy a uh, book from Kenny Casanova, the biggest hater we know. Uh, he has books for Dangerous Danny Davis, Tito Santana, uh, Sabu, Vader, Kamala, a whole bunch of more. Make sure you check it out, WOHW.com. Also, we have new shows every week. We have this show, Wrestling POV Podcast, every Saturday. We go over everything WWE. We have the show on Fridays with Elio Canella, TJ Logan, and Andy Anderson as they go over AEW Dynamite, New Japan Pro Wrestling. They have uh, Impact. I, I feel like you're gonna get, you guys going to be covering Impact now with this whole Kenny Omega thing. I'm watching it off and on. Anyways, uh, I've been watching it uh, off and on. And you can find and you can hear all that on Wrestling POV Global every Friday. Every Tuesday we have WPOV Quarantine, our Zoom-based show. And this week we're gonna have Bruce Hart from the Hart family appearing on our show this Tuesday as they discuss tag teams. Huge announcement. That's huge. And don't forget our fourth show, Wrestling POV Aftermath, where we cover uh, major pay-per-views. Uh, I think, you know what? We're going to do one tomorrow, uh, Aftermath, for uh, War Games. Mm-hmm. So uh, stay tuned for that. All right. Let's get into this week in wrestling. Elio, let's get raw. All right. Elio, what was your low point of Monday Night Raw this week? Ooh, okay. My low point for Monday Night Raw was... First of all, Shayna Baszler uh, being pinned by Lana. Yes. That was a low point. Um, see, another low point, Dana Brooke defeating Mia Yim in her debut, yes. ma- in her debut match. Yes. They, like, she, how do you do that? She, she waited so long to like be called up to the main roster, and then you give her a debut match, and you, you have her lose to Dana Brooke. To Dana Brooke of all people, yeah, exactly. And not only that, she she didn't only lose her match; she lost her mask, she lost her eyelash. <laughs> I saw, I saw, I saw that. I'm, I'm like, wait a minute, uh, I I don't think that was supposed to happen. Where she was supposed to lose her mask. Yeah, everything was just falling off of her. Her eyelashes, <laughs> her mask, the match. It was just a bad day for uh, Mia Yim, aka top, top, Retribution. Top, top it all off, you have uh, Ali uh, yelling at her for losing. Yeah, I mean not Retribution. Her name is Reckoning. Ugh, Reckoning. Bad name, bad match. <laughs> um, but you know what? For me, the lowest point, honestly, was the Lana Oscar defeating Nia and Shayna, and not yeah. only because Lana pinned Shayna. But because of that huge botch in the match where Nia Jax runs to the ropes and just dives outside the ring because she stopped because Asuka pushed her to the ropes and she stopped in the middle of the ring and then just ran and just jumped out the ring when Lana pulled the ropes down. It was a terrible botch. It was bad. Terrible. It was one of the worst botches of the year. And I'm saying that because Elio, in upcoming weeks... We're putting our nominees for Botch of the Year up. We're getting ready for the WPOV Awards. We're going to have them in a couple of weeks, in about three weeks. Okay. We're going to have the WPOV Award Show. Um, 
Starting next week, we're going to open our vault for match of the year candidates. We have four matches. We're going to have two go ahead, head to head next week. And then the following week, another two. And then we're going to have the WPOV awards where we're going to have male superstar of the year, female superstar of the year, match of the year, botch of the year, tag team of the year, rookie of the year, and so much more. You don't want to miss out on the WPOV awards. It's a great show we do every year. Um, Elio, what was your high point of Monday Night Raw this week? Okay, I have two. I have uh, the AJ Styles Riddle Keith Lee match and yes. the Cedric Alexander um, Xavier Woods match. Really? That is shocking. What did I give that? I gave it a two. What was your what? What do you rate the Cedric and Xavier Woods match? I I, I gave it a three. Okay. Is it? Yeah. Um... It, it, it was. It was. Uh, it was a better. One of the better ones out of the whole show itself. That's true. That's true. And, and, and listen, I'm I'm a big fan of Xavier Woods and Cedric Alexander. It's just I think I'm just done with the hurt business and New Day as a whole. Yeah. So I guess uh, that's what happened. Like I think I even put in my notes. Biggie and um Kofi have already had singles run. I think it's time for Xavier to go on his own on his yeah. own run. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Um and then you look at this for me. My highest point was indeed the AJ Styles defeating Matt Riddle and uh, yeah. Keith Lee. I love, the, I love the ending where, where he was on almost his shoulders, taunting yes. Drew McIntyre. Yes, so stupid. And so it was silly. It was fun. I gave yeah. it a three point five. Um, but there were some moments in Monday Night Raw that stuck out to me. Number one was the moment of bliss with yep. uh, Randy Orton. I thought that was awesome. Um. I enjoyed that one, yeah. It was very enjoyable, but then I saw something stupid at the end of the show with Drew and Sheamus defeating Miz and Morrison by DQ. Now, why the hell was Miz acting like such an idiot? You have the Money in the Bank contract. AJ Styles is helping you. Why are you saying it's my contract? We know it's your contract, you (laughs) idiot. Why are you acting like that? Why are you Uh... not... I mean, and then refusing to cash in, and then you cash in when it was too late. I'm not been the I'm not the biggest John Morrison fan, but I like John Morrison a little a little better than the Miz for sure. And it was just like, why was I just don't get it? Why he was acting so stupid? It was just like I felt like they botched the ending or something. Because why wouldn't Miz want to cash in? That is a heel move. Yeah. That is a perfect opportunity. Why are you acting like that? So I'm I'm confused about this. Uh, Sheamus Drew is Sheamus a face or a heel? I think Sheamus is riding that that fine line for now. Because I have I, I have I have two ways of looking at this. Okay. The first is Sheamus is like being friend, all friendly with Drew McIntyre. Later on down the road, he could possibly turn on McIntyre and go after the title. Or this is Cesaro and uh, Sheamus 2.0. Where yes. at, at first they weren't getting along, and then after a while, they they started uh, working well together. That's the way I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it as it's gonna happen either way. The thing that's bothering me though is that they keep hinting at Sheamus being a heel, and he's gonna turn on McIntyre. Like let it happen naturally. Like yeah. it, and with them doing that, I hope he doesn't turn heel now because you're you're setting it up in such an obvious way. That if you do it, it's going to be like, why did you do it? Like, you yeah. told us you were going to do it, and he did it. Um, what was your overall rating of Monday Night Raw this week? 
I gave this one a 1.5. A 1.5. I gave it a 2.1. I thought it was a pretty, it was okay. It was a below average show, but it wasn't terrible. All right, let's get into NXT POV. Mama Mia. Uh, you're not the only one with a sore throat, uh, Elio. Uh, let's get I'm into got some bad news. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Oh, oh, All right, nice. uh, for me, <laughs> my lowest point uh, was Cameron Grimes defeating August Gray. I gave that a one. Um, okay, yeah. Over same. all these these jokes, it's just it's a joke of a match. It's just. Are you are you, are you over the to the moon stuff? No, I'm not. I like I like I, I, that I stuff. like that. See, uh, that's what I said. Like this guy's growing on me because I was never a fan. But like his his whole like persona and for the to the moon stuff is just hilarious. Yeah, it is. It, it goes well with him. Yeah. The problem is you have him with Dexter Loomis in matches we don't want to see. I don't want right. to see Dexter yeah. Loomis. And it's ruining it for Cameron Grimes. I, I get um, I get the character. I just don't like it. Yeah. I've seen it already in Impact Wrestling, and it didn't work there either. Absolutely. Um, what was your high point of NXT? So my high point was that uh, Kings of NXT promo. Yes, with Mac- Pat McAfee. Yeah. That was, I gave that a three. Nice. And you know what, Elio? You and me are seeing eye to eye today. Because I also gave that as my top score, but I gave it a four. Pat McAfee is the best promo in wrestling right now. Do you hear what I'm saying? The punter for the Indianapolis Colts is the best promo in pro wrestling right now. Why am I saying this? (laughs) This is a shame. Now, I I gotta say, I have one more low point. Okay. Because I swear I have no idea where they're going with this, but that Zaya Lee segment. Oh, you don't like it? I just don't know where they're going. I, I like I'm I'm still intrigued. I want to see where they go with this, but like just that segment where like they were like in the putting their head in the water and like the guys going again, again. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm like okay. it's all about discipline. Where, where do they go with this? I want to see this. They better not like it, drag it out, and then we get nothing. Well, maybe it'll happen at uh, War Games. We'll see. It, it's all I'm saying. Like, I hope they don't drag it out, and we, then we end up getting nothing. No, okay. yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I do have to say, though, another honorable mention of this show. I love the thought, Thatch as, Thatch can with Champa. I thought that was pretty entertaining. You know, uh, the yeah, student... Reaching out and helping out uh, Thatch. Like I said, I love Timothy Thatcher. I think he's going to be a great match with him and Ciampa. I'm looking forward to it. Um, overall, I gave NXT this week a 2.4. What about you? Okay, I gave it a 1.85. Uh, wasn't a bad show. All right. It is now time for AEW Dynamite. Ooh, okay. All right. Now, I heard you guys show, and I heard you guys rip apart AEW, um, you guys dissected it perfectly. You guys went down in details. Um, for me, I'm going to tell you right now, my lowest point was Jericho versus Kazarian. Yes, I um, gave that a 1.5. And, and you're nice because I gave it a 1. It was absolutely <laughs> dreadful. I don't understand how Jericho goes over in that match. I heard Andy Anderson say the same thing. How are you having all this spectacle happening outside the ring 
and still have Jericho go over. It just doesn't make sense. Jericho could have lost that match, and you could have still had the same outcome of get it together or we're going to disband. What this does, it just makes Frankie Kazarian look weak. Yep. And you, you just wasted him to lose to Jericho. He didn't need to lose to Jericho. Have him win the match. It was a sloppy match, and it's because of Jericho. Terrible match. I gave it a one. The whole thing happening outside the ring was terrible. Mm-hmm. <sighs> gave it a one. Um, my high point of uh, AEW this week had to be Omega defeating Moxley. I gave it yes. a 4.5, and I know that's kind of high. But let me tell you something. And I know you guys ripped it apart about the microphone. I get it. Microphone shouldn't cause you to bleed. But, but... Everything else about this match was spectacular. I love this match. I thought it was great. I even love the finish, Elio. I love that they ran outside. I love that it took so long to run outside. The only thing I didn't like was that the announcer or the commentator was hiding behind one of the things. And it was like, hey, where are you guys going? It was like, so you were just waiting there? <laughs> if he was at the car, maybe. But he was hiding behind like a... a, a a box or something and just popped out like surprise. Hey, where are you guys going? Um, I love the fact that they're going to impact. I think it's huge. I don't know what's apparently on the uh, one of the conference calls uh, that Triple H had. Uh, they said the baby is open to like doing crossovers. Uh, I don't know how much that's. Uh, I so, heard him say yeah. that. I don't. I doubt WWE does something like that. I just think they're just trying to scare people. I don't think they do that. that. I don't think they do that. No, absolutely not. And, and if, Pac- if, they, if they did, I don't think it would work too well. Well, you know, the good news about Impact and AEW working together is that for you guys, Tommy Dreamer can go to uh, AEW. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Tom would love that. TJ is already, uh, I, can, I can see TJ getting all mad right now. <laughs> at, the, um, at, the, at the thought of Tommy Dreamer showing up. <laughs> absolutely. Um... I'll tell you this, Sting showing up, I found out before I even watched the show that Sting was uh, showing up, um, and I watched it, and I still got excited. I still got goosebumps. I don't know what Sting is doing there, but I'm excited, and I can't hey, wait to hear from that, him next the, week. That was, a, when, that was one of my uh, high, high points. Was, uh, Sting's baby because like, I didn't even know. like I knew something was going to happen, and then when I saw Sting, the, the word, the name Sting on the big screen, yep. like, oh. Shit and just then when, got yeah, real. And then when, the, <laughs> then when the music came out, like, that was, yeah, that was a great moment. Yeah, it was. And, and I have to say, honorable and then, mention. And it, was, it was Crow Sting, too, from 97. Yes. Yep. Yes. And I have to say, uh, Miro's uh, appearance in the Battle Royal was huge, but wasted. Why? Why? What are they doing with this guy? I mean, uh, they, and, and- they they give him four eliminations. Um, they make him look. Uh, they make him look like good. a monster. They make they make him like a monster, and then they just like. Oh, they just dropped the ball. Yeah. And and you know what bothers me about this is that Orange Cassidy won this battle royal. What is he gonna do with a diamond ring? Right. <laughs> Uh, he has no I, business. I, I, I would have been happy with MJF and Wardlow. Yes, or MJF yeah. and Sammy Guevara, right. or Miro and Wardlow, or Miro right. and MJF. Anybody but Orange Cassidy. He has nothing to do with this. He doesn't care about diamond ring. 
Oh, God. Overall, though, I gave AEW this week also a 2.4. What about you? Okay, um, this one I gave, I gave it a 1.9. All right. So, Elio, uh, it is now time for NXT versus AEW on Wednesday Night Delight. Currently, we are tied. NXT has four. AEW has four. AEW had their big show, Winter is Coming. NXT had their go-home show for War Games. Now, this once upon a time was a four-to-one lead, right? AEW has won three weeks in a row. Can they win four weeks in a row? Right now, TJ Logan says, yes, AEW has the better show. For me, I have both shows at 2.4, so it's kind of difficult for me to say. Um, When you look at the show from beginning to end, it is really tough. And I don't want to make the decision. So I want to go to you, Elio. Okay, so Which... I, I, I gave NXT at 1.8. I gave AEW at 1.9. So I'm going to have to go with AEW this week. All right. You just took all that pressure off of me by going with AEW. I really can't make a decision. If I have to, and I do have to, ooh, I'm going to give the slight edge to AEW. It's going to be a clean sweep this week. Because AEW, I was entertained from beginning to end. So I, I'll give it. I'll give it that. Um, AEW has five for the first time ever. AEW takes the lead in our Wednesday night delight since last year. They lost by double last year, but now this year, the new year, they have five to NXT's four. First time ever. AEW's in the lead. Congratulations! All right, let's get into the SmackDown breakdown. Um, wow. Wow. Uh, wow. My low points was the Roman Reigns interview in the beginning. I don't like that behavior towards women. Uh, uh, he didn't need to talk down to her like that. There's other ways to get over as a heel, saying stupid questions and stuff like that. Again, yeah, that, it's was just a, different. that was kind of the first time I didn't like Roman Reigns uh, yeah. promo. Yeah, in a long time. And speaking of bad promos, Carmella and Sasha, I gave that a oh, one. Oh. Terrible, god awful. Uh, what were your low points of SmackDown this week? Yeah, my low point was uh, that Carmella and Sasha Banks uh, segment. That was terrible. I gave that one point uh, zero point five. Wow. Um, my high point, you know what? Natalia defeating Bailey, and you know what? The internet exploded, Elio. When Natalia defeated Bailey clean with the sharpshooter, what? How does that happen? And as much as Bailey was distracted by Bianca Belair, like it, it was still good. It was still a good match. It was still, but I'm shocked. Bailey's been running shot in this whole damn company, and then to have her lose clean to Natalia, that's huge. That is. Huge. Um, and also my other high point was Baron Corbin defeating Murphy, who now Corbin brought back Blake and Cutler from the from the uh what's the names? Uh the Forgotten Sons. The Forgotten Sons. See, I forgot them. The Forgotten Sons and no Jackson Riker. So I guess Jackson Riker's tweet about Donald Trump got him in trouble and is keeping them out of the company for now, as Blake and Cutler made their debut with Baron Corbin. Again, though, what in tarnation was Dominic Mysterio wearing? 
That was a fuchsia turtleneck with the rock chain. That looked terrible. Disgusting. You know what? People talk about The Rock's outfit with the fanny pack. That is one of the worst outfits I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Elliot, what was your high points on SmackDown? My high point I gave to that, um, the Reigns, uh, Jay Uso, Kevin Owens, and Otis match. The main event, 2.5. And uh, I kind of liked that um, tribute video they did. Oh, yeah, for Pat Patterson? Yeah. yeah. It was really nice. They usually do pretty good. It, uh, it brought me back to when they, uh, that one Saturday Smith event uh, around WrestleMania 3, they did the same uh, thing for Riley Piper for his retirement. Um, yep. they, played, they played the same song. Nice. Um, I do want to say this, though. So if you're not the legal man in a tag team match, you can bash your opponent with steel stairs. <laughs> because that's what Roman Reigns did, and they didn't get disqualified okay, there. Apparently, he's the tribal chief. He can do what he wants. I guess. I guess yeah. so, because they were like, "Well, they're not the legal men." That doesn't make sense. He's using stairs. He just decimated Otis. Otis can't move. Otis can't feel his feet. Ridiculous. Overall, though, I gave SmackDown a one point eight. What about you, Elio? Yeah, I gave it a 1.7 uh, SmackDown. I don't know. Just wasn't there. All right. Uh, currently, right now, we have it's Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT. Currently, NXT's ahead 16 to Raw's 11 to SmackDown's 6. Yes, yeah, 6. Um, Elio, who are you going with this week? I'm going with NXT. Uh, and uh, looking back at it, I had Raw in second, but I'm going to switch Raw and SmackDown around. Okay. Because um, I judge SmackDown, which is, mm, it's, it's like that sandwich. You have the top part, then the bottom, and like nothing in the middle. Yeah. yeah. See, I have it the reverse. For me, the beginning of the match was of SmackDown was bad, and the ending of SmackDown was bad. And I like the middle part. The meat for me was fresh. For you, it was sour. But see, that's the beauty of POV, right? Yep. It's all of our point of views. Elio likes stanky meat. <laughs> what? I like fresh meat. I like stale bread. Elio likes fresh bread. That's how it is. <laughs> so currently, I'm going with NXT as well. I went with NXT Raw and then SmackDown. Um, yeah, SmackDown was just not it for me. But right now, NXT is ahead 17 to Raw's 11 to SmackDown 6. Let's go into our WWE versus AEW. And, oh, man, Elio, do I have something for you. WWE's representative this week is Adam Cole, baby! Versus AEW's Penta. This is a tough one. Yeah, it's a tough one. And I'll tell you this, Elio. I'll go first. I'll make it easier on you. All right. For me, this is really tough. Penta, amazing. Been around the world. Done amazing things everywhere he's gone. Adam Cole, baby, has been amazing. Done amazing things around the world, baby. Tough. But when you look at it, and I'm sorry, Adam Cole has been the best wrestler in the business for the last two years. Okay. Adam Cole has put on match of the year candidates 
every time he steps in the ring. He made Pat McAfee look like a superstar. He took a guy that never had a wrestling match before and made him look like a superstar, Elio. Penta has done the same thing. Him and his brother have great matches. I gave them both five-star matches the last two times they faced off against each other. You know, they're a match of the year candidate every time he steps in the ring. But for me, what Adam Cole has been doing in this business the last two years, I got to give it to Adam Cole, baby. And you know what? This is very close. And it's a respectable 55-45 for me. That's the way I look at it. And I know people are like, well, that's 10% difference, Rick. You know what? That's because Adam Cole is that damn good. Penta's great, but Adam Cole is on another planet right now. And I'm telling you right now, this War Games match, looking forward to it. I think it's going to be great. It's been great the last couple of times he's been in it. Elio, Adam oh, yeah. Cole, baby, or so, Penta? I like both of these guys, but I've always been like a uh, fan of the Undisputed Era when they first showed up. And uh, yeah, Bobby Fish, Kevin O'Reilly, from ROH, and uh, actually they are, they're all four of them are all yeah. ROH. So yep. uh, I'm going to have to go with uh, Adam Cole because I've always been a fan of Adam Cole. Like I haven't, uh, I haven't seen anything until he showed up in WWE, but uh, once he showed up in WWE and I'm seeing all of the matches he's put on, I really enjoy his matches uh, a lot. So I'm going to have to go with Adam Cole. Absolutely. And you know what? No, And again, no disrespect to Penta. No, I love Penta. Yeah, Penta is amazing, but come on, you can't go wrong with Adam Cole. Um, all right, so we're gonna leave it up to uh Elio's co host, uh, TJ Logan and Andy Anderson. And you, the fans, you're gonna get to vote on who you think is better, Adam Cole or Penta. All right, before we leave our show, we got NXT War Games predictions. Yeah, Elio. Our first matchup, we have Timothy Thatcher versus Tommaso Ciampa. Now, last time we saw Ciampa, he was passed out from Timothy Thatcher. Yeah. Um, now, WWE is, writing tells us when that kinda, happens. Yep. <laughs> it's it's kind of hard because I like both of these guys. I like Timothy Thatcher a little more because I, I've seen him. I saw him from MLW. Okay. So I've already been a, I was already a fan of his before he showed up in WWE. So I'm going to have to go with Timothy Thatcher. Okay, okay. And I'll tell you this. Timothy Thatcher is uh, one of the candidates for Rookie of the Year. Now, I get it. Timothy Thatcher's been in the business for 20 years. Rick, how can you put him as Rookie of the Year? He just came to WWE. Yeah, he was. he's a rookie in WWE, not wrestling. Yes. So for me, though, now if I was doing this out of my heart, i go with Timothy Thatcher. But if I'm playing like a pay-per-view points game style – Right. I'm going with Ciampa because obviously Ciampa has to win. He just got passed out by Thatcher. I think he's going to be one of the matches of the night. I think this might be match of the night. Uh, I'm going with Ciampa though this week. Okay. Um, next up, we have Dexter Loomis versus Cameron Grimes in a strap match. And I do not want to see this. Do we have to see this? Unfortunately, yes. Um, um, uh, uh, Loomis, I guess. If I had to pick, I go with Dexter Loomis. What about you, Elio? I, I, I mean, Grimes destroyed August Gray on NXT. <laughs> he just like went all, all, he went all insane on August Gray, like he totally laid him out. Yep. I'm gonna, 
I'm going to, because uh, Dexuma says uh, one, uh, how many matches have they had? They've had a couple. So they I'm had gonna, a blindfold match, House of Horrors match. I'm going to go with uh, Cameron Grimes because I just think, like, uh, for the past two, like, he's lost. So I'm going to go with him, like, to get his uh, revenge on the miss. Okay. All right. Uh, for me, all right. Next up, we have uh, Leon Ruff versus Johnny Gargano versus Damian Priest. Anyone but Johnny Gargano. <laughs> Let me finish for the North American title. Anybody but Johnny Gargano, you're absolutely right. I gotta go with Damian Priest. I'm going with Damian Priest. <laughs> I mean, it has to be. Do not let Gargano win, no. please. Jeez, it's enough uh, already. Next up, we got Shotzi Blackheart teaming up with Ember Moon, Rhea Ripley, and Io Shirai versus Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez, and Tony Storm in the War Games match. Who do now, you got, Elia? Now, I know, I know, uh, well, I know TJ is not a fan of Shotzi Blackheart. I am. I'm going to go with Shotzi Blackheart's team. Thank you. You're absolutely right because I am too a fan of Shotzi Blackheart. Anybody but Candice LeRae, Elio. Anybody yep. but Candice LeRae. So I'm going with Shotzi, Ember Moon, Ray Ripley, and Io Shirai to win this match. All right. Main event. Undisputed Era versus Pat McAfee, Pete Dunne, Oni, and Larkin. Who do you got? This is going to be a tough one. I feel like there's a turn coming, Elio. I think Undisputed Era is over. What do you think? I want to see Undisputed Era. I have a feeling that um, Kings of the Next Year are going to – take this match and something's going to happen at the end because the Undisputed Era has been there for a while. So I don't know if uh, they're going to get called up or if they're just going to disband, break the team up. Yeah. You know, I, I feel the same way. I'm going with Pat McAfee's team, the Kings of NXT. Um, I feel like it's over for the Undisputed Era. I think Adam Cole is going to turn or somebody with not Roderick Strong. It can't, maybe Bobby Fish. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly seems like the most likely to turn. Was it wasn't there like a, a, a point like a while back they were saying like two of them were gonna that uh, two of them were gonna be faces and other two were gonna be heels. Or yeah, something? they were saying Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole were gonna be faces. Yeah, and Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong were gonna be the heels. I don't know, man. I just, all, all I do know, Elio, is this is gonna be one hell of a match. Yeah, I assume, I, I'm looking forward to this one. For sure. All right, guys. Well, that is all the time we have for today. And before we close out the show, Elio will play the five-second shuffle where I play a song from the dozens I have. And it's just a way to ride off into the sunset. With that being said, I am your host, the third wheel, Rick Serrano the third, along with the gentleman, Elio Canella. Love, peace, and wrestling. We'll see you next week. Peace out. Elio, you ready? I am ready. Here we go. Five-second shuffle. Teddy Biasi. Teddy Biasi, yes. <laughs> the million dollar man. All right, good job, Elio. All right, next up, here we go. CM Punk. Yes, at the five kill, second buzzer. Yes, kills kill, kill switch engage. This fire. Yes, yes, this fire burns. Yep. This fire burns always. Yes, love that song. Good job, Elio. Two, two. Here we go. Number three. Oh. 
want to see Taz. Oh, no, no. I would never have Taz on my phone. Actually, I do have Taz. But no, I'll give you a clue, okay? This guy had beef with Taz because Taz said he stole the beginning of his song. Dean Ambrose. Nope. He's currently... Oh, wait, Tommaso Ciampa. Tommaso Ciampa, yes! For five seconds, would have had it. All right, we don't own the rights to this. This is a great song. That's right, because uh, it was... um, All three of those had the beep at the beginning. Yep. We'll see you guys at War Games.